On this week's Jeep Talk Show, Jeep is planning on introducing a new SUV, and a lawsuit charges the company with saddling Jeep owners with bad transmissions. I talk about essentials for off-roading and review my new Daystar D-Ring isolators. We're counting down to the 200th episode. I answer some tech questions and spread around some of that YouTube love. We hear from the mind of Nikki G and share lies around the campfire. Cody shows up unexpectedly, takes us on a grand adventure where he spends lots of money, and we find out what's happening on xgtalk.com. All that on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. Folks, Josh is out this week, and as many of you know, he was recently bitten multiple times by a venomous spider on the back of his neck while he was sleeping. He's doing just fine and recovering well, but since the incident, he has had this overwhelming urge to spin webs. (laughs) Normally, he would seek help for this, but since Halloween is just around the corner... He's busy making a few webs, trying to make a little money on the side, I think. (laughs) But I'm sure he'll join us next week, and perhaps he'll show us off a bit of his efforts for our live YouTube audience. Or maybe he's out there (laughs) spinning his webs and swinging from building to building. Who knows? Now on to the news. Eating bugs. (laughs) Jeep Compass and Patriot replacement spotted in camouflage. This story was brought to our attention by Cody at trailchasers.net. It would seem that Jeep is planning to add another small SUV to its lineup. A prototype of this vehicle was spotted testing earlier in the week, covered by heavy camouflage, but instantly recognizable as the compact SUV. KGP Photography is well known for its spy photos of unreleased vehicles, and its Jeep SUV sightings tell us that the mystery vehicle will be underpinned by the same Fiat Chrysler automobile platform used by the Jeep Renegade. As the Renegade is a subcompact and the new SUV is a bit larger, it's possible that the recently spotted vehicle will fit right in between the Renegade and the Cherokee in Jeep's lineup. The sighting perfectly corroborates Jeep's Jeep's announcement from 2014 that it will be streamlining its SUV lineup and releasing one model in 2016 to replace both the Compass and the Patriot. Jeep Cherokee owners frustrated by transmission problems Fiat Chrysler Automobiles is asking a federal judge to dismiss a class action lawsuit which charges the company with saddling Jeep owners with bad transmission. The suit involves a nine-speed transmission in the 2014 Jeep Cherokee. Consumer investigator Jim Strickland found a Southwest Atlanta woman who found the same trouble in both her 2014 and 2015 models. Heidi Houston says her 2014 transmission failed three times. FCA bought it back and replaced it with the 2015. She was driving it to North Carolina last month when the 2015 quit with what was later diagnosed as a transmission failure. Driving down the interstate, it decelerates. All of a sudden, it stops, she said. I'm very frustrated and I'm scared. Lo and behold, thank goodness a truck or any kind of vehicle didn't run into the back of me. Her dealer replaced the whole transmission in the car in less than six months old. 
can't read very well tonight. That's Thanks right. to all of you that keep the Crack Jeep Talk Show staff informed of what's going on in the Jeep world. Keep sending in those Jeep stories at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Wow, I just can't imagine uh, driving down the interstate in a your brand new 2015 uh, Jeep Cherokee. They didn't say trail chicken, but I'm I'm guessing it was a trail chicken. And uh, the transmission just quits. Uh, oh, you know, we warned you guys uh, on the show here, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago, that uh, that nine-speed transmission, they were having all kinds of issues uh, getting that thing to work. And I, you know... I, my dad always told me it's just not a good idea to buy the first year model of a vehicle uh, because it usually has issues. I mean, you know, the engineers do a damn fine job, but until it actually goes out there and dries up and down the road a few, few miles, you can't be 100% certain. And they use so much plastic inside the, the, the transmissions now. I mean, I know it's getting better, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just new and lighter and uh, nine speeds. Gee, I guess they're trying to keep the power band at the same level uh, no matter where you go so they can... Uh, uh, keep the MPG up, but, uh, uh, yeah, a, a 10 speed sounds, uh, would sound more appropriate for, uh, <laughs> for the, for the, I don't, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned that before, you know? Uh, but anyway, yeah. so, uh, yeah, hopefully they'll get that worked out. And, uh, I know that, uh, the Jeep product line is doing very well, uh, big seller. And of course this lady's already had two, <laughs> the 2014 and 2015, uh, Cherokees. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in the future with Jeep and hopefully they won't screw around with the Wrangler too much and, and screw it up too. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. The number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. Tammy likes following the flesh. Ah, okay. Coming up on Wrangler Talk, you know, I'm heading out on the trails this weekend and I haven't been out there for a while. So I'm working on a list of the essentials I need to take with me. And I'm hoping you guys can help me make sure I'm not missing anything. That's next coming up on Wrangler Talk. Excellent. Well, uh, here's the little section where we introduce ourselves, much like the local news broadcast probably does in, in your place, because they want to suck you into their, their newscast before you, before you start flipping. Well, you can't flip here on the, on the YouTube thing. Well, I guess you can. It's not actually uh, flipping. You'd have to click on something else. But don't do that. <laughs> Stick around. You know me as uh, Tony. Uh, I am also Mudderoy on xjtalk.com, wranglertalk.com. Uh, probably the same thing over at the four by four radio network, which we'll tell you more about later. And, uh, normally I would say, and here's my co-host Josh, but he's busy spinning webs tonight. So here's my, uh, temporary co-host, uh, Cody, welcome, uh, our, our everybody welcome our guest, uh, host tonight. Yay, Cody. Appreciate it. Uh, my name's Cody. I'm, uh, you can find me at www.trailchasers.net. Um, we are also on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash trail chasers. Instagram at uh, the, ta- the Trail Chasers um, and on Twitter at Trail Chasers. Um, I'm very, very happy to be here. I think thank Tony and, and uh, Tammy for having me. And I'm just have some patience. 
I'm not. I'm not a professional <laughs> podcaster like these guys. Uh, no, yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit in perfect. And if and if we may catch Cody taking a quick nap uh, during some of the segments in that bed behind uh, behind him there, so that would be yes. kind of fun. And here's my other co-host, Tammy. And um, some of you know me as Jeep Mama. I have a website where I blog about my Jeep adventures and my life as a mom at www.jeepmama.com. And if you click on the little social media link, you can find my Facebook link, my Instagram link, Twitter, YouTube, all those fun things on social media. Excellent. Um, so, uh, you know, I take offense at somebody calling me a professional. I, have, I, I, I was young and I needed the work and uh, I haven't done that in a long time. So, hey guys, we just have five episodes away until the 200th episode uh, of the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show. Now, of course, it's been uh, like 180-something uh, as the XJ Talk Show, and then we changed the name to the Jeep Talk Show because we wanted to embrace some of the other Jeeps. And when I say embrace, I mean, you know, include the Wrangler, and I guess we'll throw in those other Jeeps as well. Although the Grand Cherokee, uh, the, the especially the SRT, I think that's a, 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 the current model, the fast one, it's uh, it's really cool and everything, but I would not consider it an off-road. But it would be fun to do the the 0 to 60 at warp 5 that those things will do. Looking forward to the Warp 9, though, you know, where it actually da- damages the subspace corridors. Anyway, uh, so uh, we would like to uh, remind you guys, episode 200 is coming up. We'd love for you to give us a call at our uh, voicemail line or speak pipe. And, uh, you know, just tell us a uh, uh, great uh, job getting to 200. Uh, the, uh, just kind of congratulate us. And uh, we'll uh, throw you in in a couple of drawings that uh, Tammy, Josh, and I will be uh uh, listening to those pod, uh, I'm sorry, not podcasts. Listening to those voicemails and determine which ones are the uh, the best ones, and we have a couple of items to give away, and uh, we'll go into that in more detail next week because Josh has one of the items and he can't hold it up for the camera. It's some sort of no. remote starter or something, I believe. And well, hopefully, it's not going to be covered in a spider web or anything. Well, you know that would be. Uh, I personally think that if he would sign that spider web, that would be a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and then Tammy, you've got some grab handles, uh, although they're they're purple, sadly. But yes, uh, you can. Purple's uh, a really cool color. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yes. <laughs> if you're a woman for, into, for a girl Jeep. If you're a woman into jeeping, it certainly is. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Tammy, but on the Twitter. There are quite a few uh, women uh, Jeepers with Wranglers, and they're posting up, and they, uh, I'm very excited to see that because, uh, uh, I mean, uh, men doing manly things and uh, four-wheel drives are always fun, but it's, it's, it's great to see the other half of the population out there uh, doing the same thing and having fun off-road. So uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing more uh, women out on the trail and on uh, uh, the Twitter and the Facebook So anyway, uh, me continuing to talk endlessly since Josh isn't here tonight, I will mention the 4x4 Radio Network, the the Jeep Talk Show, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, and the Muddy Microphone Podcast to join forces to create a network. Why? Because we can. (laughs) We'll be adding more shows to the lineup soon. You can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great podcasts simply by pressing the play button. There's a play button right there on on the page. You click it and you will listen to each one of those shows. Uh, as they, they'll just plop, 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 and you'll listen to it. It's it's much like listening to a radio network, hence the name. So anyway, that's the 4x4 Radio Network, www.4x4radionetwork.com. 
All righty. Do we have and any voicemails tonight? I was just going to say, me continuing to talk, we're going to talk about the, the voicemails we have here. And, you know, I actually found it on the panel immediately. I didn't have to delay. This is not a delay tactic. I know exactly where it is, so let's get to it. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. Super Croc. So one of the questions that I was trying to ask last week, and <laughs> I had to clean out the squirrels and rabbits in the phone line, and hopefully you guys should be able to hear me better We now. can. But is that I got a upgraded stereo that I can put in my Jeep. It will have all the fancy features, USB, aux in, no tape, though. I know, that's sad. But MP3, all that stuff. But instead of being a one and a half din, it is a one din. So I'm wondering if there is a converter bracket or whatever that I could use that would also have room for, say, a couple of rocker switches or something like that. I mean, I because that would be great to have a couple switches right there for that. Well, if you know anything, let me know. Thanks. Boy, I thought this was going to be an easy question uh, up until the rocker switches. <laughs> any experience? I certainly won't be able to help. Any uh, any experience with that, Cody? Yeah, the only thing that I've done is um, if I if I. If I got all that we were saying, there's with the new stereo there, there's some space, some blank space. Um, yeah, it's uh, one and a half. I think on the Cherokee, it's one and a half uh, is the den size. Yeah. In the past, I've used sheet metal. I'm an ex-air conditioning guy. So I, I would personally blank it off with a custom piece of sheet metal um, screwed in behind the beauty plate for the where the radio goes and then put any any variation of rockers that you want on there and you can if you if you put them up high enough you can actually get little plastic labels made for each one of the lights or whatever but um in my experience it's going to be hard to find something that's already made um but a, a good piece of sheet metal that you can pick up at home depot 24 gauge it's really easy to bend um or even even a piece of plexiglass that you can paint black to match the stereo face and just tuck it up underneath that stereo, uh, drill out a couple holes and put rocker panels in there. That's what I would do. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, I, I went uh, completely the other way. I've made a panel and stuck it to the, the ceiling of the Jeep and I've got like uh, 10 switches up there, full size switches. So uh, there's just not a lot of good places. And I know people will argue with me because they, they find places to put rocker switches on the, especially the, the pre 97 uh, Cherokees, but I just don't think there's any really good places uh, in the Cherokee. Uh, everything is really, um, the whole space is, is is really utilized. It's very difficult to put any rocker switches on there. Um, other than the three that uh, are uh, right there in front of the uh, the shifter uh, that are very low. Uh, there's some factory rock, rocker switches there. But anyway, <clears throat> so uh, Tammy, I don't guess you've added anything uh, to yours other than the uh, the LED lights that you need rocker switches for. How did you? Where did you put the switch in for that, or did you already have one uh, that wasn't in use? Um, they have a little like clicker switch that I just wired oh. through, and it's just kind of sitting by my um, my shifter, mm -hmm. the four low the transfer case shifter. Um, but I need to find a place to stick it, stick it because it's just kind of just laying there. 
Oh, what about Velcro? Well, they had like the sticky stuff. I could do Velcro. That's a good idea. They had the sticky stuff, but it kept coming off. So it would yeah, be down. That's going to be the same problem with the Velcro. When yeah. it gets hot in there, the glue will. Uh, uh, and I, I hate to mention this, but you could probably do uh, some sort of rivet or maybe a screw into the Velcro, the backing. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the Velcro would, it would stay, it would keep it in the dash or wherever it was that you put it, but you'd have a hole in your Jeep. And right. I, yeah. know, I know how that yeah. feeling is, especially with a new one. Oh, Tammy, bef- before you try riveting, um, sometimes if you clean the area with an alcohol swab before you put the sticker or Velcro down, that'll help because uh-huh. the, whether you realize it or not, even if you're not using Armorall, there's kind of a coating on that plastic stuff. Mm-hmm. That uh, if you if you get that off, it might stick better. Um, yeah, well, that's a good idea. It, uh, the only thing is, is that that glue starts to melt when it gets to 130 degrees in there. Uh, so, uh, but maybe they make something that that works better in automotive products. So, anyway, yeah. uh, I'm oh, sorry, I was just going to say I'm not really ready to put any holes in my Jeep yet because I, you know, I might eventually want to get one of those little panel things because you know I'd like to get a, a winch and maybe some more lights. So. Well, you know, it just, it just crossed my mind. Uh, the, the panel that I, the panels that I used to make my overhead, uh, the switch panels that I used to make my overhead switch panel was actually a panel that was made by Daystar to go in the JK and it fits in the lower, uh, center con, not center console, the lower dash of the JK. And I was just looking at switches and uh, switch panels and stuff, and I saw that, and I thought about the angle, and it looked like it might actually work out well uh, on a roof mount or a ceiling mount for me. So uh, I, I bought two of those things, and they were a little pricey, as, as the, the Jeep stuff has a tendency to be. And uh, But I, I cut them out and then put them into another piece of plastic and glued them and everything else. But these things are designed to go into the JK uh, center uh, panel or that, I don't know if you call it a center console, you know, where the radio and all, all the other stuff is. So you might look at that because that might be a very easy alternative. You'll remove a piece and put this piece in and it will fit like a factory, uh, thing. And Tammy, uh, they, they make a, uh, pre-made molded, um, a pillar replacement for your JK that has gauge clusters. Oh, that's right. So, so as you're sitting there with the steering wheel in front of you, that pillar right by your uh, windshield on the left-hand side, they make a, um, a pre-molded uh, piece that has a, uh, at least I know I've seen them with gauges. I believe I've seen them with um, uh, rocker, rocker switches in there too. So I you could just right. take the, the factory A-pillar cover off, put this thing in and have all the switches right there by your left hand. And the nice, oh, thing, that would about, be cool. and the nice thing about that is too, if you, if you go to uh, trade this thing in in six months, which I know you're going to, uh-huh. uh, you can just <laughs> put that, put that A-pillar cover back on there. She's had to two JK's uh, take JK use in like, you know, six months. So that's why I give her a hard time about that. Uh, well, it's, it could very possibly happen because in about a month, I'm going to go back up to Roush Creek and, um, uh, what's the guy's name again? The off road. Is it Clark off road? Anyway, they're going to go have with their that. G- Pardon. <laughs> Let's go Clayton. with that. Clayton, Clayton, yes. Clayton Off-Road, they're going to be up there for Women's Wheeling, and they're going to let one or two women drive their lifted Jeep Wrangler over some of the obstacles. And I'm like, pick me, pick me. But if they pick me, I might get addicted, and I might have to go back up to the dealer and get buy a new lifted Jeep with bigger tires. So if you were going to get another, with what you've learned, would you get another JKU or would you just get a JK? Um. 
I like my JKU. But it's harder to, to navigate on the trails, isn't it? Because of the length. And, um, it's, it's harder. It, the turns are harder. Um, I can't turn mm-hmm. as sharp. And it depends on what kind of obstacles I go over because my wheel bed is longer. But I don't know. I like my four-door. Oh, that's, yeah. that's interesting. The four-door, I, I would, I mean, I've owned CJ7s and TJs and I've owned longer vehicles. And besides the cargo space, having that that extra wheelbase gives you an advantage going up and over stuff a lot of times. If you're trying to get up and over a ridge with a, uh, a shorter wheelbase, you start doing that really vertical climb as opposed to being able to span that space. Um, I would I would personally not, if, if I had the option, I would stick with the, the four-door or um, I, I would love to get one of the older uh, 2004 or 5 LJs before they, they switched over. But I like the longer wheelbase, They're, personally. The, those LJs are so funky looking. They just look weird. But, uh, but they do stand out. They're very different. Uh, you know, we got, we got rambling here on the voicemail, yep, uh, the voicemail <laughs> thing, but we do have another voicemail here. So let's hear from Joe. Hey, guys. This is Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. We're talking about spiders and stuff <laughs> in places. And uh, I walked out of my front door the other day, and I'm in central Indiana. And, and I saw uh, Josh. we have some interesting spiders. And <laughs> this one was pretty interesting looking. You should probably look it up. It's a marbled orb weaver and uh it's pretty interesting looking and it's uh, pretty big it's about an inch around and this thing would build a great big web and then it would take it back down every day so it was kind of hiding and i uh, finally found it and saw it and then uh, my wife uh, instantly told me i needed to deal with that problem <laughs> even though it was bothering anyone uh so i promptly bought a gallon of bug spray and uh but that's not even stopping them. They still come back. So I'm not sure what to do about my uh, interesting web weaver. So uh, I'm gonna I'm checking my cars all the time and looking in all my cracks and crannies now. So I hope I don't play to work. You guys have a good day. Bye. <laughs> well, you take your Grand Cherokee and you roll over it, Joe. <laughs> and if it survives that, you leave it the house and you just move. <laughs> But wait a minute. What if it's radioactive? Like our pre-show conversation. If it's a radioactive <laughs> spider, just stick your hand out and see what happens. No, right? it's just a bad idea. It's just, <laughs> it's just a bad idea. I mean, can you imagine the embarrassment that Josh is suffering through having all that web come out the, the back end? I mean, gas is bad enough, but now web? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to ever take off again. Never. <laughs> All right, we got another one from Supercroc, so uh, hold on to yourself here. But 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 we can understand these tonight. It's it's great whenever you can understand what uh, <laughs> what Anton's saying. Hey guys, this is the Supercroc again with a newly cleaned out and improved full mine. So my next question from last week that I had was regard to tire size and lift and all that magic. So right now, with actually less than stock in the rear, but stock in the front suspension, I with some uh, moderately intense cutting, I now have 31s on my Jeep that don't rub in the back and only rub on tight turns. So I was thinking, with a 2-inch, or 
three-inch lift at the max, probably. How big of tires could I go? And how big of tires can I go without needing to be re-geared? I don't want to have to necessarily put a SYE in just yet. I mean, eventually down the road, even with low lift height, that will probably be a option, but that's still down the road. I'm thinking a budget and a bastard pack for the rear to get it up at least to stock, if not a little bit higher, and then spacers for the for the front on it, and going from there. I mean, my one friend has his big old dog truck, and he's so proud of his 32-inch tires. <laughs> so, would I be able to do 32s without problem? Or 3s? Yeah, thanks. You guys have a great night. Well, thanks a lot for calling in and uh, asking these questions. I have my own personal experience with my 97 plus, 98 and uh, 99 uh, Cherokees. But, uh, uh, Cody, uh, do you have uh, some uh, some knowledge maybe in the, the, the previous years that uh, might help out uh, Antonio? Well, he's talking about his CJs, I, I thought. Was is he it? still talking to him? Uh, he has a Cherokee, so I kind of got the feeling he was talking about Cherokee. Oh, okay. Um on the on the Cherokee, if you do a two to three inch lift, you might be able to squeeze thirty threes in there. I probably wouldn't go any more than thirty twos. Um, okay, that and that makes a little bit more sense because you talked about spacers in the front. And mm-hmm. if he was talking about the CJ, you don't put any blocks in the front. You do new spring packs front and back. Um, those those blocks that you put under the springs, if you put those in the front, they'll squirt out eventually. Um, but oh, on right. a on the Earlier XJs, I think the the wheel well was a little bit smaller. Um, so I, I, if you went with a three inch lift, you would have to cut fender flare to get thirty threes in there. Mm-hmm. But it's doable. Thirty um, twos probably without a problem. I, I think in the past I've done four inch lifts with thirty one to thirty two inch tires. So my uh, now I had a ninety eight, and I, I think the ninety eight has a little less clearance because of the the plastic uh, fenders that they put on there. Uh, and uh, my experience was a four and a half inch lift, uh, thirty two inch tires uh, would rub in tight turns. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I uh, cut a bit of that uh, that plastic uh, fender flare off, and uh, it would pop the uh, going off road. With the 32-inch tires and the four and a half-inch lift, it would pop the uh, plastic fender flare off the rear, one side or the other, wherever the flex was happening. So uh, I would say that uh, uh, 32s on a four and a half-inch lift is not enough lift if you're planning on taking it off-road. If you want to take the fender flares off, then that's fine, but you may wind up cutting some, cutting a little bit of your tire. Yeah, and you might also want to incorporate some wheel spacers. On uh, my buddy's 99, um, we did a lift and chopped the fender flares uh, and then um, put some spacers on to push the wheels out a little bit and it gave them a little bit more room for those tight turns. Uh, I didn't have any problem with uh, my tires rubbing on uh, my uh, lower control arms. But I was uh, I ran uh, ten by fifteen with uh, three and three point seven five uh, backspace, 
Never okay. had any problems with it touching the uh, the con- the lower control arms. So you know, let that be uh, give you some information. Now, the other part of your question was, uh, what size tire can you go to before you have to start looking at changing the uh, differential gears? Uh, I personally, uh, from my experience, a thirty inch tire is fine. Uh, it, it doesn't make a big difference to the acceleration or the shift points on the transmission uh, for highway travel and everything else. Uh, 32 inches sucked really bad with the 3.55 uh, uh, diff gears. So uh, I personally would uh, not go to a 32-inch tire, and people will argue with me about this, and that's fine. Uh, with an automatic transmission, I would not go with 32-inch tires unless you're going to be willing to put some 410 gears in there. And then if you're going to do that, go with 33s because the 33s with the 410s and the AW4 is uh, it would be very close to the stock gearing. So your your performance would be about the same as it would be stock. And Tony, did you would you say that it sucked uh, just for daily driving, just for off-road, or just all around sucked? Well, it, it sucks for off-road if you uh, unless you're going to put it in four-wheel low all the time. Because then you can, you know, you can get the, the RPMs back and the power back. Uh, it sucked uh, for highway driving going over moderate size overpasses. And anything that wasn't moderate size, because we have things called flyovers here <laughs> that literally are like flying over. I used to uh, fly back in the early 80s, took some lessons and stuff. And coming off one of those flyovers looks a lot like coming in for a landing. <laughs> it's, it's so high up. So uh, getting up and over one of those things, you can do it, but you know you get your foot into it, and uh, the the AW four is in passing gear, getting up that getting up that thing. So uh, I would uh, it, it just doesn't make the Jeep fun. And with four fifty six gears and thirty twos, uh, people kept telling me when I was going off road, people kept saying, "Do you have that in, in full time four wheel drive? Put it in four wheel low." <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just having, it was just cruising along. It was very easy, better, hardly ever had to use the gas pedal. It just was very nice. And uh, I just had it in full-time four-wheel drive most of the time. So, uh, yeah, it, the gearing is it's very expensive. It's very tedious if you try to do it yourself. Uh, and uh, potentially you can destroy a bunch of stuff in the process. Uh, but I highly recommend it. It makes the, the Jeep a lot of fun to drive. So anyway, that's it for our voicemails. Thank you, everyone, for calling in. And you, too, need to call into our voicemails. You can also call into our uh, speak pipe on uh, the uh, Jeep Talk Show website. It's a, it's a little pull out there that sends, uh, says send questions and comments. And all you have to do is have a microphone on whatever device it is that you're getting onto the website uh, with. And you can uh, leave a message right there. I think it's up to like a minute and a half uh, worth of uh audio you can leave and oh by the way the voicemails uh that you can uh, can leave us it will actually uh, allow you up to three minutes which uh super Croc uses the the line share of that but our voicemail line is 530-675-4102 if you want to hear it again press rewind all right guys we'd like to take a moment to thank our youtube subscribers if you subscribe to the xjtalkshow.com youtube channel it doesn't count <laughs> Stop no. right now, go over to YouTube, go to the Jeep Talk Show channel. We have 119 subscribers with 1,077 views, and that's just not enough. For it's a so show sad. of this quality <laughs> and caliber, there should be 10 times that. Tell your friends, tell your family, even if they don't like Jeeps, just have them subscribe. Just we need to get those numbers up. I like the way you think, Cody. 
<laughs> so let's get over to uh, the, the list. And, and, you know, these are the most current uh, YouTube subscribers. And I'm going to start it with simply Phil. Tammy, I think you're muted. <laughs> Oopsie daisy, I was typing, so I muted. Sorry. Okay. And we also have Abraham Berman. Yeah, why not? And... And then we have Michael Stone, which is just a really cool name. It sounds like a ball player's name, Michael Stone. I think that's Sharon Stone's brother. And then we have, <laughs> oh, another Michael. A Michael, it's an E-W-E-R. I'm thinking it's ear. But that's not a uh, commentary on uh, you being a, one of our new YouTube subscribers. We really appreciate it. And we'll be watching for you to subscribe and talking about you, hopefully positively, on the next YouTube subscribers. Nobody's ever going to subscribe to us again after that. I know. And you know what? Coming up next now, right now, is something I look forward to each and every week. And we have three times the Nikki G. Hearing from the mind of Nikki G. 3X Nikki G. And, yes. uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not. When the, when the show starts, Tammy's kind of down. She's not really smiling. The wave comes on and the smile comes out. But she doesn't have to force the smile when it's time for the Nikki G segment. You see that big smile and she's getting ready and she's saying, Tony, would you shut up and play the, no, he play the segment? Up. <laughs> it, it might also be that the glass of wine is empty now. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> he's, he's right. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I just want to say, I've noticed that my voicemails past few weeks have been sounding kind of uh, angry. <laughs> and I just want to say it's uh, not really my fault. Uh-huh. Uh, Wendy's got me on this diet, and I'm hungry all the time. And, you know, I'm just not myself when I'm hungry. Yeah, nobody is. So uh, if everybody would like to help out, uh, please send me a Snickers bar. I... I Realize that it's kind of hard to send a Snickers bar through the mail, so just send me the dollar thirty-five, and I'll get my own <laughs> Snickers. And uh, I'm not really fond of Snickers, but what I really like is uh, jet skis. So uh, just <laughs> send me everybody, send me a dollar thirty-five, and uh, I'll get a jet ski, and then I'll be happy again. At least until my wife comes home. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll uh, catch you later. Or, until, a good she, one. or until she hears this voicemail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nikki G, you, uh, you sly fox. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm just thinking it's a vicious circle because you're trying to lose weight and now you want a candy bar, but you're going to get a jet, jet ski instead. But, you know, if you're going to get up there on the jet ski, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I can't go out and get on the jet ski looking like this. I got to lose weight. So you'll go back to the same deal of trying to lose weight. You're not going to be happy. You can't buy happiness with a jet ski or a Snickers. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to our next Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I'll give you an update on my uh, buddy's XJ bill that we're working on. Uh, he bought a 90 Cherokee uh, red, the only color it came in, or at least the only color that matters. Yes. And uh, when I left, last left off, we were trying to fabricate a nut strip, which uh, <laughs> didn't go itself. too well. Let's say that heat, sparks, and nuts was not a good combination for me. 
but uh, we enlisted the help of a third party to fabricate the nut strips, and they came out well. But uh, I'm not going to stop saying nut strip because that's a fun word to say. <laughs> and uh, we oh, replaced the control arm bushings on it with some Moog control arm bushings. And that was pretty straightforward. Just a pain in the butt to do, but got it accomplished. It only took one ratchet strap. And I've um, been taking a lot of pictures of it. I'm trying to encourage him to join the forum and start a build thread, but yeah. he's very technology, techno, whatever, not inclined. He ain't good with computer stuff. <laughs> there you go. So uh, <laughs> I might start a build in his name, build thread in his name. I don't know if that's etiquettely good or not, but an etiquettely good is not a very etiquettely good word to say either. <laughs> All right, guys. Ooh, red jeeps are sexy. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, uh, gee whiz, I think you should start a build thread and you should send him the link and uh, maybe put some wrong stuff in there and piss him off enough to go cr- get on and correct it. <laughs> so let's get on to our next Nicky G. Man, I almost made it in a minute and 30 seconds. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, I got time to uh, talk to XJ Jake about the uh, Saram Wrap. I'm with you, brother. Saram Wrap is a bastard wrap. <laughs> uh, the best way to preserve your leftovers is to pickle them. And now i got a, another minute to fill. So I'll talk about the speak pipe feature, which I really dig now. It took me a while to warm up to it, but I don't know if anybody's aware of it. But you can listen to your message before you actually send it. So all these messages you hear of me have been pre-screened by me. It's <laughs> the best I can do. That's scary as hell. <laughs> and uh, so you, you listen to it, and if you're not happy with it, you can reset it and re- do another message, or you can send it as as is. <laughs> or uh, don't leave anything at all. Just a minute, 30 seconds of heavy breathing. That's acceptable, I guess. I don't know. It's not my show, but I'm assuming it is. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll uh, chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> this uh, message lo- <laughs> approved by Nikki G. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I love it. And if you notice, the first one was very on topic and it got a little bit more off topic, uh, off topic yeah. and belligerent as the as the <laughs> as it rolled through. So I'm wondering how many how many uh, beverages he's into by the third voicemail. Oh, man. So do you think he records them all on the same day or just like, oh, I feel like recording a message today and. I'd have to go back and look. I, I know that the last two he recorded on, at the same the same day because he ran out of time. I didn't even notice it when I was putting up the time that uh, that uh, that second voicemail was a minute thirty, and that is the limit uh, on the speak pipe is a minute thirty. So I thought it was strange. I thought maybe I'd hit something on the board when it just cut off like that, but it uh, it it chopped him. So uh, it, don't worry about it, guys. You don't really have to time yourself on the uh, on the speak pipe. Just say what you. Say what you think, and then uh, hit the button again and record another one. Uh, we'll play them all. We'll get your mes- message out. <laughs> great, great stuff. Thanks, Nikki G. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. So this is the part where we normally do the reviews, but we ain't got no. So what you guys need to do is go over to iTunes and leave us a review. Five stars, of course, because uh, why else would you give us anything other than five stars? And uh, you can go over to Stitcher. You know, I don't think we've had a Stitcher review in like forever. And I know people are using Stitcher, 
Uh, and actually, I think Nikki G gave us uh, one of our uh, two Stitcher reviews over there. So uh, actually, Nikki G, it's time to do it again. <laughs> So give us a review over there. And, you know, we can find the reviews on Twitter. We can find it on Facebook. So really anywhere you would like to uh, make commentary. And and we're not so thin-skinned that we don't like uh, constructive criticism. In fact, we love it because we want, we want to make this show better. So please give us a review, and we will be happy to share it here on the show. So anyway, we have a little segment here called What's Happening on XJTalk.com. And if you don't already know, and how couldn't you, xjtalk.com is the premier jeep cherokee website on the interwebs uh it's been around for over five years now and uh, there's a lot of good stuff over there and one of the reasons why there's a lot of good stuff is well something having to do with this post so the uh <laughs> the staff at xjtalk.com doesn't miss much but we missed this one a longtime member and friend of the show stepped in to a point stepped in to point out this major accomplishment so this post was uh, from uh, made from Denver D1. It was about 4.3 LXJ and his 25,000 posts on Ooh. xjtalk.com. Wow. Denver D1 goes on with his post to say, Steve, 4.3 LXJ hitting the big post count milestone soon. Just saying thanks for all the technology you share with us. Uh, this place wouldn't be the same without you. And then Steve replies, uh, 4.3 LXJ, a.k.a. Steve, he says, uh, <laughs> like, uh, oh, shucks. Actually, I think I put the wrong thing in here. I, I will say that uh, when I first joined the XJ uh, 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 talk forum, uh, Steve, 4.3 LXJ, was the, one of the first guys to reach out and welcome me. So um, I know I'm not on that, on that forum as much as I'd like to be, but uh, he definitely made me feel like home. So Steve replies, uh, I'm amazed that someone noticed. I sure didn't. I had no idea that I posted that much. And, you know, I know when he tells his wife, she's going to say, you posted 25,000 times on that damn forum and you barely talked to me. <laughs> that, maybe that's why. No, I don't know. Maybe he talks a lot to her. I don't know anything about what's going on over there. I really don't. But uh, I know that's kind of a woman thing. Uh, they get uh, concerned about why you, they don't, uh, men don't talk as much as they do. So there's more uh, replies available on this post. And you just need to go over to XJ, xjtalk.com and, and look for this post. And uh, we'll have that exact link in our show notes. So you can just go over there and, you know, do a quick search for uh, 4.3 LXJ, 25,000 posts. And uh, if you're a member, you can join in. If you're not a member, join. It's free. It's still free. It'll always be free. Well, maybe not always, but it is currently. <laughs> and uh, uh, let us know what you think. And uh, congratulate Steve on all his hard work. And those 25,000 posts, most are help for people that need help. There's no judgment being made uh, about the, the, the type problem you're having how you caused it or, uh, uh, or why you're asking about it because it's so, it's so simple. Every problem is important and uh, you learn something over at xjtalk.com and you'll learn it with, uh, with being respected at the same time. So now it's time for one of my favorite segments, uh, the uh, Wrangler Talk segment. Uh, Tammy, I, I hope you're ready, unmuted, ready to go. Yep, I'm unmuted. <laughs> Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. 
Hey guys, you know, I'm really excited for this upcoming weekend. It's been, gosh, almost a half year since I've been off-road and I'm finally going to do an off-roading trip to Roush Creek. They have guided monthly trail rides. Um, I'll be going up there with by myself and some other Jeepers that I don't know are going to meet me up there and somebody's going to guide us around on the trails. And um, it's really hard um, not being able to go when you're a mom or you have a family because you got family vacations in the summer and the visits get in the way and you're all busy. And, you know, like I said, I haven't been in a while. So I'm like kind of forgetting, like, God, what do I need to bring? So I'm trying to get myself prepared. Um, I need, we're trying to refresh my memory on the essentials I need. So these are my top essentials I feel I need when I go off on the trails. Now, if I'm missing something, please um, remind me. So I've got my fire extinguisher, and I've got a recovery kit, which includes the gloves, the tree saver, the toe strap, the shackles. I don't have a snatch block. Everyone keeps telling me you need a snatch block, but don't you need one of those if you have a winch? Um, I have my CB radio. I have all my tools. And a couple weeks ago, I was talking about keeping stuff strapped down. So I've got a bungee cord to strap my tools down in the back. I've got my tire deflators, which they're already preset, ready to go. And I got my new air compressor to air me back up when I'm done on the trail. And I have a flat tire repair kit, my shovel, jumper cables. I do have a high lift jack that it was given to me as a gift that I'll put there it put in my Jeep, but I'm not going to use it if I need to. I will let somebody else use it if they need to because I'm not properly trained yet and not experienced, and I know those can be very dangerous, and you should know what you're doing when you use those. And then you got your emergency supplies like the first aid kit, a flashlight. And if it's really cold, you know, I still have my hand warmers, emergency blanket matches, you know, to start that fire in case, you know, you get stuck out on the trail. And, of course, extra clothes and shoes if you have to get out into the mud. And I'll have extra food and water. And one other thing that I need to make sure I have is my key for my locking lug nuts. Because one time I went to get my mm. tires changed and rotated, and I forgot that. And you can't do anything if you have locking lug nuts on your wheels without the lug nut key. And then I'm... Right now I'm charging up my camera, so I'll have plenty of video and pictures, and I'm going to fill up my gas tank, have a good time. So I'm pretty sure I got everything. So Josh and Cody, do you think I'm missing anything? I'm it sounds like you got just about everything, and um, and you're right. The, the high lift is kind of, it can be intimidating, and, and I would suggest definitely uh, setting it up in your garage and using it a couple times on a nice stable flat ground before you try to use it on the trail but it's good to have anyway someone out there will be able to use it you know uh i was just thinking about the uh the the wheel locks i don't know if you're aware of this or not but uh the wheel locks are like a locked door on your house it only keeps the honest people out so how would the dishonest people get to it you put a uh well don't uh, tell them well they everybody knows <laughs> You put a wrench. I don't. You put a, that's why I'm gonna tell you. You put a wrench on there, and uh, a long one or something has a cheater pipe, and you turn the lug nut until it twists the lug the lug stud itself off. It just breaks it because they're just trying to get the wheels and the tires. Right. They don't care about that that uh, that stud that they're gonna uh, twist off. So uh, it just takes a little more effort. You have to have the right tool. Right. But 
just so you understand that you're, it's like locking the door to your house. You, people can still break into your house. They can still take that. So if, uh, but it's if, a little more deterrent. Exactly. And, and if, if you have a Jeep, uh, or a vehicle that has a tire and a wheel you want, and there's one, uh, two houses down or, you know, 50 feet away that doesn't, then that's, that one will be easier to get, uh, potentially. So, uh, but you might want to actually uh, look at uh, an aftermarket uh, alarm system as well, so that anytime your vehicle is jacked or moved, and they even have the uh, 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 microwave uh, proximity sensors, so that when somebody gets too close, it could uh, you know chirp at them, and then that's another deterrent that that, that could keep them from taking those uh, tires and wheels. Just One thought I'd mention that. <laughs> Just yeah, that's true. Uh, of course, if you tighten them up, uh, they'll stay on; they won't fall off. <laughs> It didn't fall off. Someone stole it. I know they did. Yeah. They only took one. <laughs> well, they somebody came and disrupted their thievery. They're that Well, you know, it's always a possibility. Not. Anyway, uh, those things are like 12 bucks, Tammy. <laughs> I know, but still, somebody stole from me. Okay. My Jeep. I agree. That's what happened. But then you didn't you paint the new ones purple so no one's gonna want them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You see you see some guy riding around his red Jeep with one purple D ring, you're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, if you if your radioactive spider had been on that D ring, you could uh, use a detector to to seek it out and uh, <laughs> and track it. I don't blame you. I don't like anybody stealing from me, but I, I just think that thing fell off. I kissed or some, or like I say, some kid took it. Cause there's no a grown up that's going to steal one D ring. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. But uh, that'd be really funny if they actually called in and uh, admitted to it and, uh, or, or said, <laughs> so that- I didn't steal it. I found it on the road. It looked like it was missing a pen cause it fell off. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, no, I, that's, that's Nikki G's nest voicemail. He's going to say, hey, yeah. I found this D-ring. <laughs> right. belong to Tammy? <laughs> yeah, and it killed a spider. So anyway, well, uh, you know, we actually have uh, uh, Cody here tonight, but he had uh, pre-recorded this a uh, uh, grand adventure, and we're going to play that now. And uh, we'll actually, since, he's, uh, since Cody's with us, we'll actually be able to talk to him about it uh, right after it. So sit back, uh, get you an adult beverage, or refill your cup if you're uh, out and uh, enjoy this grand adventure segment. Hey guys, this is Cody with TrailChasers.net. This is episode 7 of my grand adventure. And today I'm going to talk about the numbers. We're going to talk about some dollars and cents. Now please keep in mind as you listen to this that uh, um, I am not a podcaster. I don't make podcast money. Like I don't live in an ivory tower in the hills of Texas looking down all over the other people, uh, you know, the minions down below. I'm just a construction project manager, so my budget is, is pretty limited. And my budget derived from uh, the 1997 TJ I sold for about 9000 bucks. And I wanted to be able to get into the WJ and stay under that $9,000 budget, if at all possible. Now, I did a really, really good job of staying within that budget until it was proven that I'm a dumbass. I'll explain later. So let's start with the vehicle. I bought my 19, I mean my 2001 Grand Cherokee WJ, uh, 60th anniversary, limited edition, four-wheel drive, uh, eight-cylinder for $4,200. It was listed for $4,750 or so. I was able to talk them down to $4,200. And I've done some research, and in Southern California, you can get a WJ for an average price of $3,500. So other areas might be a little bit more, a little less, but 
If you are looking to do this, you budget thirty-five to four thousand for the initial purchase of the vehicle. Um, the first thing that I did was I put an Iron Rock off-road four-inch lift on it, and that cost me two thousand thirteen dollars. Um, there are many manufacturers that offer lifts for the WJ, which I'll go into maybe on another episode. Um, but I think if you're, if you're going to build a WJ, you want to budget somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000. Now, that's going to be determined by whether or not you go with the long arm or short arm lift. The short arm lift will be um, less expensive, but you'll get less flex and a, and a harsher ride. I'm really, really happy with the Iron Rock lift that I put on there, and I would absolutely recommend it. The next thing I did was put fender flares on it. So... I had the option of when I did the lift, I could have gone with a six inch lift and done 33 inch tires without cutting fenders, but I wanted to maintain a low center of gravity. So I chose the four, I think it's a four and a half inch lift, and I cut out the fender flares. I went with the Notch Customs flares and I was out the door for $577. Uh, I'm really, really happy with these flares. They come unpainted. Um, I went and spent an extra $200 on the paint but they are a very um, uh, they're a very solid fiberglass build. Um, there are other manufacturers out there that make fender flares. Bushwhacker and I think Rugged Ridge also offers fender flares for about the five hundred dollar mark, maybe a little bit less. But for for my money, I'm glad I spent a little bit extra on the the Notch Custom fender flares just because of the look I got and the quality that I got. Next was wheels. I ended up going with Pro Comp wheels, 17 inch. With the WJ, you have to go with 17 inch wheels or larger because of the brake calipers. You can't get away with the 15 inch tires, and that plays into some extra cost. Now, I spent $122 per wheel, so that's a total of $610 for five of them. I found them as low as $80, but the big box, large retail four wheel uh, parts uh, supplier that I was going to go through provided such horrible service that I ended up going to a smaller local shop to get these wheels. And and I spent more, but I got the satisfaction of supporting a local shop and they went, they bent over backwards to take care of me and get these wheels to me when I needed them. So you can get them as low as $80 if you, um, and maybe the, the large supplier in your neighborhood isn't as bad, but expect to spend about $100 on each uh, wheel for the 17 inch uh, wheels and I went with the the black matte finish with the big circle holes in them tires I ended up choosing the hand cooked Dynapro MT 285 70 17 and I only paid $185 each that's a total of 925 for the set of five but I got a really really good deal my wife was in the tire industry at the time and she was able to get me a really really good price um, so I was out the door for less than a grand on those wheels, but those wheels retail for $220 apiece. I'm very, very happy with the hand cooks. I would absolutely re- recommend them. Um, I mentioned it on one of the last podcasts that Falcon Tire also has a really nice um, all-terrain tire that I considered. Um, they do have a mud terrain coming out in the near future. That might be something to check out. So all in all, with the lift kit, fender flares, wheels... Uh, throw in a couple bucks for the lug nuts and center caps, the tires, uh, the mount balance and alignment, the fender flare paint, which I spent $200 on, uh, the spare tire uh, 
the little mini spare tire rack I built for 12 bucks and I had to replace a rear motor, rear window motor on my Jeep, I am, all of that total is $8,737. So less than nine grand, which is right about where I want it to be on my budget. Now, let's get to my dumbassery. When I first got the WJ, it had 167,000 miles, 165,000 miles on it. It ran really strong and had a little bit of an oil leak. I monitored the oil leak fairly regularly, felt that it was coming from the valve cover, which isn't um, uncommon for this 4.7 liter engine, and had planned on getting it rebuilt. Um, I had taken it out on a trip, and in the process, I punctured my brake line because of the way I had them routed when I did the lift. That was my fault. So it went into the garage for a few weeks, and I ordered steel braided lines, and the brake lines came in, and I installed those. Realized that there was no oil on the ground in the garage, so I, I guess I really didn't think too much of it. Uh, I replaced the brake lines, and then I took the Jeep out for a test run. I didn't get two blocks from my house before the engine completely seized up. And I thought, well, maybe it's an electrical thing. Maybe it was my starter. Um, but no, I, I completely seized up the engine. So something to think about is if you've got an oil leak and then the oil stops leaking, it may be because there's no oil in the engine anymore. That cost me $3,000. So when you factor in the $3,000 that, uh, that cost me to, to rebuild the engine, I overshot my budget uh, by, by quite a bit. So with the engine rebuild of $3,000, um, I am at a total of $11,737. But I would still say that for, your, uh, for a Jeeper that wants to get out there in a comfortable vehicle that's very capable, um, for less than nine grand, you can get into a WJ that runs great as long as you put oil in it. I think that's a reasonable request for most engines. With that said... Um, I would absolutely do it again. So if you have any questions, let me know. Go to www.trailchasers.net for more info. You can see videos of, of all the installations we've done on my Jeep. You can see the uh, kind of the before and after pics on some of the blogs. And drop us a line and let us know what you think. Thanks. So how does an engine not have oil in it and not chatter at you in some way, shape, or form? You know, I don't know. I so it, it had the it had the oil leak, like I said, it was in, from the valve cover, and I planned on pulling that valve cover off, and and I was doing a pretty good job of monitoring it and checking the oil. But what what happened was I I went on that trip, I I punctured that that uh, brake line, and it just kind of set in the garage, and I didn't really think about it. Once I got the parts in and I changed out the steel braided brake lines, I was super excited about testing it, and I didn't even think to check the oil or notice that there was no oil in the garage. And I just took off and oh. it, it was, it was, it was bad. The engine would have been fine. It had 167,000 on it. It ran really, really strong. And I thought someday I'll have it rebuilt. I just didn't think that someday was going to happen. So <laughs> someday would be God, today. I would have been sick <clears throat> to my stomach. I still can't understand how the thing just seized up uh, uh, without making any kind of, you know, just as a surprise. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It made zero knocking or, or pinging. Like I said, I got a couple, like two turns out of my house and then I turn onto a street where I can open up a little bit 
and I, I made that right hand turn and I hit the gas and it was accelerating and then it literally just went screech and the car stopped. No, n- uh. no lights, no nothing. <laughs> well, that just, you know, it's, it's fun to have little surprises, you know, it makes yeah. your life interesting. <laughs> well, the, the benefit, because I'm a silver lining kind of guy, right. the benefit is that now my engine is completely rebuilt. Uh, that, that's what I, I was going to say. worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, is that you got a, a brand new engine and uh, it'll run until it just automatically stops at some point randomly. <laughs> I, I checked the oil quite a bit now. <laughs> Probably fleeing a tornado. So was it uh, was it low when the last time you checked it? Uh, it uh, that oil had to go someplace and that's what surprises me. Well, the I think what was happening, it, it was it was OK when I left for that off road trip and we spent a good day out there wheeling. And I'm assuming I lost quite a bit there, but I think what what happened was as the oil dripped down the back of the motor, back of the engine block, it fell on the, um, oh, the cross member of the exhaust, mm-hmm. and it would burn off. Yeah, and so I really wouldn't notice it hit the ground. So I was, I think I was losing way more oil than I thought I was. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, that's that's I, I knew you you had lost your engine. I didn't know the story behind it, and uh, I wouldn't necessarily <clears throat> call that dumbassery. I would call it bad luckery. Uh, because uh, it looks like a, a perfect storm, a certain uh, a series of events that uh, uh, all culminated to screw you out of $3,000. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, on the, in the chat room, L. Grox wants to know if you ever drop the oil pan to find no oil in the pan. No, there was actually still oil in the pan. I, uh, once I, so once it seized up and I got it pushed, uh, towed back to my house, um, I started doing my own investigation and I, I drained the oil and I had uh, two, about two quarts of oil still in the engine, but it calls for six. So I was four quarts low. So it wasn't completely out of oil, um, which surprised me. But my uh, I, I have a friend that owns an engine shop and he said, we, I absolutely cooked it inside there. So apparently two quarts is not enough. It's a shame. Damn oil hungry bastard ass motor. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like I said, now, now I can take that thing out anywhere I go and not have any concerns about the engine. It, it runs super strong. And there was some discussion on the uh, XJ Talk forum about uh, someone that wanted to possibly swap out the 4.7 for a different motor. Mm-hmm. And e- even with the issues I had, I still say that that 4.7 is a great motor. I had the 4.7 in my Dodge pickup and I loved it. It ran like a top um I, I would I would stay with the 4.7. Uh, you just have to take care of it. If it overheats, the aluminum thing, the aluminum heads will will warp a little bit and leak, and that's where the valve cover leaks come in. But if you if you keep the temperature down and change the oil regularly, that will be a fantastic engine. Oh, good to know. Uh, yep, it uh, would make me a little nervous, especially after hearing about uh, your uh, your situation there. Well, uh, let's get over to Jeep Mama's review. We always look forward to this every other week uh, where we flop it back and forth between uh, the uh, the Jeep Mama review and Amazon You Bought Watch. So, uh, Tammy, what do you got for us tonight? Well, you know, remember last week on Amazon You Bought What, we shared the item that was purchased, the Daystar D-Ring Isolator Kit. Well, I was the one who purchased that kit in hopes of stopping that clanging noise coming from my rear bumper. And it was driving me crazy when my mom was with me. She's like, what's that noise? What's that noise? (laughs) Now my passengers keep asking me, did you hear that? So I decided to buy the Daystar D-Ring Isolator Kit to install on my rear bumper shackles, um, otherwise known as D-Rings. And apparently I'm told the proper 
word is shackles. So, but I like to call them D-rings because Daystar calls them D-rings. But anyway, the kit includes a black isolator and two washers, actually four washers. Um, they're constructed with durable polyurethane material, and they're intended to prevent rattling against the anchor points. They um, also protect the finish of the rear bumper from damage, and they say that there's no more clanging. So I installed them a week ago. By the way, it was a really simple, easy process. You just snap the isolator onto the D-ring, and then when you slip the, you slip the washers in between the recovery point and the D-ring, and you just insert it in. So the question you probably have, I know you're all waiting to hear, did it stop the clanging? Well, I took the Jeep Wrangler out for a test drive through our neighborhood, and we have several speed bumps in our neighborhood. My top was down, so it allows me to hear the noise better, and you know what? I was pretty impressed. The clanging noise was gone. The only negative I have to say about the Daystar Isolator Kit is their limited color. They come in red, <laughs> blue, yellow, and black. Oh, okay. No purple. Red's good enough. Yay! And so I, I put that out there that they didn't come with purple, but one of my off-road Jeeper friends online found some purple ones for me. So I ordered purple ones. They'll be in the mail soon. And I also emailed Daystar myself to find out, why don't you offer purple? But later I found out they, they do. But anyway, they <laughs> emailed me back and they say coming soon to their website, they're going to have the following colors. And I probably am the first to announce this, but they'll have fluorescent green, orange, pink, glow-in-the-dark, white, camo, and zombie colors. Now, I don't know what zombie colors are. Maybe it's like blood dripping. <laughs> I was just going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like know, rotten, but rotten we'll have corpse. to wait and see. <laughs> hey, hey, Tammy, I have a quick question. Yeah. So if, if these Daystar isolators keep the D-rings from clinging on the bumper, isn't that going to make it a lot easier for someone to steal yes. these D-rings in the middle of the night yes. without making any noise? <laughs> no, probably. Well, my Jeep's in the garage, so maybe that'll help. But yeah, that's probably not a good idea. I, I was I did not know. I mean, I understood that they, they had the little things that go on the bottom of the D-ring uh, that keep it from uh, slapping it up against the bumper. And, but I did not know that they had the rubber washers so it stops any clanking from the side to side. Yeah, the rattling from side to side. This is so I, this is so wussified. <laughs> it's making it's making noise. It's a jeep. Good and all, God, and all it's the a jeeps jeep. I've owned. I couldn't hear the D ring rattling uh -uh. because everything else should. <laughs> right. And well, there's, in, there's absolutely look, nothing wrong with you wanting to do this, uh, Tammy, and not hear the. Uh, the mother, right. uh, I'm sorry, the D-rings making noise while you're driving down, <laughs> driving down the street. But just, I, you know, I just have to relate it from my perspective that it's just like, oh my God, in the in the series of things to do that you need to do to your Jeep. Uh, <laughs> well, for me, it's kind of a style thing too. It's well, yeah, like with the purple, the I certainly understand. The, yeah, the front ones, they're purple with black, so that looks pretty cool. And so now my black ones are going to be... Um, they're still silver with purple. So, you, you, I thought you were going to get those rear ones painted as well. I was going to, but now I have purple isolators. So, purple on purple, I don't think would look too good. Well, you at least need to paint them black, right? You can't yeah, just I leave it I silver. Could, I, yeah, I could spray paint them black myself. Yeah, put a couple of well, coats on there. They're not going to rattle up against anything. You're not going to chip the paint off. Right. They're just there. They're true. just there for decoration. 
Right. Oh, oh, and I'll mention, Tammy, uh, you know that you got to take those isolators off before you use those D-rings for anything. Oh, yeah. Is it the cables or whatever will cut right through them? Right. Well, I have two other ones that are in my recovery kit. So I have six D-rings altogether. So, so it's like, you might understand that you have your fancy D-rings there you go. and your, <laughs> your, your, your regular D-rings. Yes. <laughs> she has her going out for Friday night, uh, date night D-rings. Yes. Well, no, no, the, see, okay, the, the front bumper came with D-rings, <laughs> the back bumper came with D-rings, and when I bought the Rubicon, the 2015 Rubicon comes with a special gift pack, and you get this little Jeep recovery bag with, I have some Rugged Ridge gloves, um, the toe strap, D-rings, and there was one other thing, so I actually didn't buy any of them. <laughs> Okay, well, it's okay then. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I do have my my going out on the town D rings and my yeah. my working D rings. Your high heel D rings. Yes. <laughs> well, let's get over to our campfire side chat. <laughs> of course, we've been doing a lot of campfire side chat right. before now. <laughs> yeah. The whole show is about campfire side chat yep and uh, you know it's just fun giving you a hard time uh, tammy i think oh, it's no, fine what you're doing to your jeep and uh, all you listeners out there you should do what you feel is right to your jeep as well so uh, i'm trying to think of what i can talk about uh, i'm just enjoying driving my jeep with the uh, the new tires the new uh, uh bfg uh mts they uh i could really tell a difference between these that aren't cupped and the ones i were i was driving that were cupped and uh, it's just real smooth and real nice, and uh, it's uh, it's driving very very nicely. Of course, I have uh, centered the uh, track bar, uh, centered the uh, the body uh, by adjusting the track bar recently. I replaced the upper control arm bushing that was worn the hell out on the passenger side of the Dana 30, so it doesn't really track with uh, expansion joints in the uh, the the road surface anymore. <laughs> which which is always fun, especially if you're a little sleepy and go, hey, where are you going? Come back over here. So um, but the things are going really well. Uh, so that's really all about I all I really have to talk about. Oh, temperatures are coming down. So uh, the uh, the temps and the the engine temps on the Jeep aren't uh, aren't as bad as they were. And I think pretty here pretty soon I'll have I'll actually not have to be monitoring that uh, that temperature gauge as much. Although I may be watching the oil pressure gauge after what Cody tust shared with us. Yeah, I feel check, like I need to go check the oil, oil right now. What's that? I said I need to, I feel like I need to check my oil oh, I right know. now. I know. Anything going on over there with you, Tammy? I mean, uh, you were talking about your D-ring isolators and you're getting ready to go off-road, but uh, yeah. any other that's, fun that's stuff? That's pretty much it for me right now. And in another month, I'll be heading back out to Roush Creek for the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're having um, a Jeeper groups having a Rock the Clock trail ride, and then... Um, all the women are heading up to Roush Creek, and we're doing a women's trail ride, second annual. Awesome. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That's great. Good luck on that Clayton off-road stuff, too. Yeah, oh, I, I, had a, I had a question about that. You may have mentioned that before. So you're going to be driving a Jeep that they're going to be giving away, or they're going to be giving away stuff for a Jeep? No, no, no. They're bringing their Jeep up, and um, it's the Clayton off-road Jeep, and they're going to let... Uh, one or possibly two women drive their Jeep um, so they can, can see because their Jeep's lifted. And so 
uh, we can see the difference between a oh, slightly okay. modified or stock Jeep compared to driving over some obstacles in a lifted Jeep. But we won't know who is the lucky person that they'll pick to do that. So I'm crossing my fingers it will be me. But, yeah. you know, I'm not very lucky. I'm kind of like Cody there with, with my luck. Well, she'll so. be 22 years old uh, right. wearing uh, pants that say, uh, bite me. And... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that Tammy gets to do it because yeah, I'd like to too. hear her perspective between driving the stock Rubicon and driving a lifted Jeep and see how that how she compares the two. Right. Well, well you need to get uh, one of those. Uh, go to a, uh, a a place where they uh, they take care of garments. What do you call those places uh, where they'll uh, they'll take your clothes and dry clean them? Go to a dry right. cleaner. Go to a dry cleaner and get one of those little things that says press, and then put oh. that and hang that around your neck. And like then, I'm a pre- yeah. Uh, yeah, then stick stand next to the Jeep where you have the Jeep Talk Show sticker. And it'll all look real official, and they'll go, "Oh, well, you know, we want to get a review on this right. this Jeep talk show." And uh, uh, obviously, this is a professional because she has a press sign around her neck. <laughs> and I do, I do probably have some old press badges. I think I have one from when President Bush visited Charleston, so I could just use that. There you go. I'm. There you that go. would be pretty yeah. funny. That would be pretty funny <laughs> if you did that. And we need to get you one of those vests with this says media on the back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and you can turn it inside out and it says SWAT, so you can, you'll cover it either yeah. way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so you should do that. So, Cody, anything going on? Uh, checking the oil, obviously. What, uh, what else you got going yes. on? Uh, checking the oil, and I am on, I'm on Baby Watch 2015. So, uh, um, my wife is about six weeks away from delivery. Oh, um, how exciting. So, so we're, yeah. So, we're, we're getting ready for, we're getting the nursery ready to go. And um, the fortunate thing about this is she uh, she had her baby shower last last weekend, and uh, be- because my family knows me, um, I did get the Jeep Daddy diaper bag that I registered for, and the Jeep branded baby kangaroo carrier that puts the baby in the front of you. So um, my my little girl's gonna be yeah. Oh, is that okay? That's what it's called. So my uh, my little baby girl's gonna be uh, jeeped out whether she wants to be or not. So. Um, other than that, I have not had the chance to really dig into the, the Jeep much. Um, I've been driving in it quite a bit, but I uh, haven't done any trails. We did a, a, a quick trail to a place called Azusa Canyon. It's uh, you know a little off-road park out here in uh, Azusa, California. Uh, I, I didn't get to spend a lot of time there. We played around for a little bit, and we want to go back. But uh, other than that, it was, it's been a pretty pretty mellow on the Jeep side, focusing on the baby and house side. So is the nursery all Jeep? No. Um, my, my wife, as supportive as she is, probably wouldn't go for that. She's got a very specific style, and she's, she's got the nursery all dialed in the way she wants it. It came out really, really nice. I was just going to say, Tammy, the divorce papers will say that it was all Jeep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as, as, part, so as part of this transition here, so we, we have a... Um, we have an actual office in the house that we built up that was the office. And now that my wife is working from home full time, she's she's taken over that space. So I was in, in one of the spare rooms and then we decided that was the nursery. So I had to move all of my stuff out. I had to build a new desk and now I'm in a, the middle room and uh, there will be a lot of Jeep stuff on the walls here as soon as I get the chance to get to it. How convenient for her. <laughs> hey, so you just this, need to keep moving. First? Is this your first baby? It is. No, it you're is. supposed to say no. No, I've had many Jeeps. Oh, you mean the baby? 
Yeah. <laughs> How exciting. And you I guys don't... know for sure it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we get a really big surprise. Surpri but, uh, right. Right. You never know. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what's worse. Uh, Tammy and her D ring isolators. So they don't make a clanking noise or registering for Jeep stuff. And I was it's, saying, where do you find a Jeep diaper bag? So I here, I'll, I'll hold them up to the camera. I actually brought them yes. in here. All right. Um, yeah. So it is a it is a, a Jeep branded diaper bag. I don't know if you can see the uh, little Jeep Star logo, and it's a uh, the little uh, the little Jeep block here. Uh -huh. I found it on Amazon. I you do a search for Jeep, and a lot of things come up. Yeah. And then, and then this is the uh, the baby carrier that's uh, that's branded Jeep. So that uh, you can put the baby in there. I've already put my chihuahua in there to make sure it works. But <laughs> you're comparing our baby to a dog. Yeah. How I've also, dare I've you? Also swaddled the chihuahua to see if I can do it. That didn't go so well. <laughs> what is it? The 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 meme where they show the the chihuahua. It's a mixture of uh, intense hatred and sh and scared. <laughs> <laughs> I have two of them. Yeah, Chihuahuas are great. We have a, a, a Chihuahua Terrier mix, and uh, he's probably uh, uh, twice, maybe three times the size of a Chihuahua, but uh, he thinks he's the same size as a Chihuahua. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, now we get to do our Wheeling Where segment. Uh, this is where we talk about events coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. So, Quadratech Tent Sale and Festivals, October 10th, 2015. Uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Join us for a day of family fun, entertainment, giveaways, and more. Our annual tent sale is held every fall. You'll find great deals on scratch and dent merchandise as well as great discounts on brand new products. Meet other Jeep enthusiasts and enjoy the day browsing through new products from dozens of great vendors at Quattrotech headquarters in Westchester, PA. You know, and I will uh, venture to bet that there's probably going to be some great looking Jeeps and uh, other four wheel drives at that event. So you'll uh, you'll have other eye candy to look at. Now, if you guys have a uh, event, we uh, we mentioned this last show. Please make sure you give us at least two weeks notice prior to the event because we do the live show on Thursday, but we don't actually release it until the following Monday. So if you don't get it to us till Thursday for the you know for the following weekend people aren't probably going to hear, know about it until it's a, after it's over. So two, three weeks ahead of time, just uh, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. You can, uh, of course, uh, call us and leave your own voicemail. Uh, and that way you can say it the way you want to say it. And we can just play it here at the end of the show. That's 530-675-4102. Uh, and you know, if you really want to do it professional, we'll be happy to give you a place on the Dropbox where you can send it to us in a nice big fat wave format with all kinds of sound and music and just played up uh, fancy if you like. So don't forget Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out, let's leave our outdoors recreation spots as in good, if not better conditions than they were when we arrived. And remember, it's always tread lightly, stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. <laughs> it goes back with those D-ring isolators. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. So, you know, guys, we really appreciate uh, Cody helping us out tonight, joining in with the uh, the crew here. Uh, Tammy and I could have done this by ourselves, but it's always better with more help and more interesting. Yep. Uh, Cody, great job. 
Uh, yep, really so interesting. Uh, we really enjoyed sharing your pain uh, with the the agencies, and uh, we you know we don't we don't like that, but it's always fun to hear about, and it's it's nice from the standpoint of uh, maybe it will uh, our pain will help others not have to suffer through the same thing. Let's hope so. Yeah, and I should know better, and I know I should know better, and it makes me mad. But hopefully, no one else has to deal with it. Life is a great teacher. Uh, even if you think you know, life will come back and slap you in the face and say, "Pay attention." <laughs> so you guys know all this already, but I'm going to tell you again. You can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter, and uh, just seek out the Jeep Talk Show. Love to hear from you. So uh, be sure you let us uh, hear from you each and every day. So until uh, next week, this is Tony for Josh and Cody. Have a great Jeep week. Good night, everyone. Night. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again. That's awesome. <laughs> As Josh and I like to say, just a bit outside. Yeah. I know. <laughs>